Local businesses deserve local decision-making, and that's why Oconee State Bank is proud to announce that Philip Edwards and Chad Thomason will be leading the loan production office for the athens Clark County area. With strong market knowledge and accelerated decision-making, Chad and Philip can help area business owners, entrepreneurs, developers, doctors, and others move quickly to respond to opportunities. Let your business experience remarkable this year with Oconee State Bank, OconeeStateBank.com, member FDIC, and Equal Housing Lender. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. It's time for Beyond the Cupola, presented by Oconee State Bank. At Oconee State Bank, experience remarkable. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to Business Radio X. This is Beyond the Cupola, brought to you by Oconee State Bank. We're broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio here in the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. We've got a couple old friends here in the studio. Uh, well, not old in age, but uh, old that we've known them for, for a little bit. And they're great folks from the Gwinnett County Public Library. Uh, Charles Pace is with us. Charles, always great to see you. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having us on the show. And uh, Shelly Schwerzler. You did it. Do you sell seashells by the seashore? <laughs> Say that one three Sometimes. times. Sometimes. Great to have you. G- give us your titles again, Charles and Shelly. Uh, my title is Executive Director of the Gwinnett County Public Library. And I'm the Development Manager. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you here, the Gwinnett County Public Library. And uh, you're a guest of the Oconee State Bank. And uh, on this uh, program, we like to talk about remarkable and hear remarkable stories. And I know you're doing great things at the public library. How are things going these days? Well, things are going very well. Summer reading is in full swing. We've got a lot of activities going on this summer, different programs, puppet shows, story times, all the usual things that you would expect. But Uh, Some other things that people may not be aware of, we're offering citizenship classes for those who would like to prepare for the citizenship exams. Uh, We're offering classes on uh, mastering and improving your English language skills for those who are speaking English as a second language. Uh, And we have a lot of great author visits that are going to be coming along later this fall. Uh, So lots of exciting and fun things going on at the library these days. The language programs, the citizenship, I mean, for Gwinnett County, it's perfect because we just had Partnership Gwinnett on a show yesterday, and they talked about Gwinnett County being the most diverse county in the entire uh, southeastern part of the U.S. So you you guys adapt to the area. And and, and you said before the show when we were talking, the the library has changed over the years, and the way people are using the library has changed over the years. It's not just books on shelves and the old Dewey Decimal System. That's right. And actually, I I can give you a little preview. It's possible the Dewey Decimal System may be going away from the library in the next two or three years. So it's a little bit of advanced news. So we're looking at... (laughs) Uh, possibly replacing it with something else. But, yeah, people the way people use the library is changing a lot. Uh, of course, you know, electronic usage continues to increase. People are using our databases more, checking out more e-books. But the people that come into the library are using us in different ways than they used to in kind of a more in-depth way. Uh, people are staying longer, tr- using more different services. One of the things that we've started in the last few years that's been really popular is Book a Librarian. Uh, where people can have a 30 or 60 minute appointment with one of our staff to learn a particular skill it might be you know something to do with adobe photoshop for example or in one case we have a librarian who's an expert uh, expert at sewing and so people come in and and work with her one-on-one to master their sewing skills so all kinds of exciting things going on at the library this may sound like a crazy question but will books as we know them ever go away 
Well, I, people ask me that a lot. Now, I think uh, my answer is always that, you know, I don't think so, not any time in the near future. And part of that is because uh, there's something about a, a hard copy book. It, first of all, it doesn't require any external power source. It's easier on your eyes to read. And there have also been studies done that show when someone is reading a book, it involves more of their sensory apparatus. You know, you have the sense of touch, the sense of smell, all of those things involved that you don't get with a computer. So as a result people tend to retain information better when they read it from a book than they do if they read it online. So uh, I think certain types of books might go away, things that have to be updated a lot, travel books, things like that. Uh, but I don't expect the novel to disappear anytime soon. Well, I think, and I think it would, I would agree with you, Charles, too. I think, I think newspapers may go away sometime soon. There are some people that still yeah, like the feel of the newspaper mm-hmm. in their hand, but, but I can't see that happening with books. I don't think so. Not, certainly not with novels, not with things where you want to get a really in-depth knowledge uh, on a subject. I mean, uh, Google's fine for you know, quick reference information, but uh, I think if you really want to go in-depth and get that in-depth information, you're still best uh, going with a book. I think you've kind of already answered this question, and uh, but I want you to expand on it a little bit more uh, as far as meeting the needs of the community that you serve and the mm-hmm. things that you offer. Well, as you alluded to earlier, I mean, Gwinnett is one of the most diverse counties in the country, if not the most diverse. And uh, part of our mission is to make sure that we're serving the needs of all the residents. And, and, you know, we talk about Gwinnett County as if it's one thing, but in reality, it's a variety of different communities. We have 15 branches around the county, and each of those serves a different area, which has its own unique character, its own unique population. And so we try to tailor our programs and services to the needs of each of those 15 individual service areas, and they may differ widely from areas that are very affluent to other areas that maybe have some more challenges they're dealing with. Uh, And so that calls for a different approach in how we serve those populations. You're listening to Beyond the Cupola here on uh, Business Radio X. It's brought to you by Oconee State Bank. And we're talking with Charles Pace and uh, Shelley Swerzler with the Gwinnett County Public Library. And the reason you're here is uh, you guys have a, a big event coming up. In fact, you're uh, uh, guests of Oconee State Bank. Uh, Josh Osborne is with us from the bank. And, and, and tell us, Josh, why uh, you brought uh, your friends with us uh, to the show today. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks for having us on uh, today. And... Uh, just listening to the conversation we've had this uh, this afternoon and the, the diversity of our community and the county and what the library is doing for the community, it's not just a place to go check out books anymore. They are really meeting the needs of the community, of the citizens here, the diversity that we have, and what better way for us to partner with our community than through the library and what they're doing. So we were honored to uh, be a sponsor of their gala that's coming up in November. Okay, and we're going to talk specifically about the gala in just a minute, but talk about the relationship you guys have, the the library, with Oconee State Bank. Well, actually, I can talk to that. Um, I met Josh at a function through the Gwinnett Chamber, and I must say it's been the most pleasant relationship. They were eager to accommodate and to jump on board to help us out, and um, we are so delighted that they're going to be a sponsor at our gala this year. And I would also add that when the library looks to work with different uh, businesses and community groups, we always look for those that give back. And that's certainly uh, a part of the philosophy of Oconee State Bank. And we really appreciate their support of the library and, of course, having this opportunity to be on the show today. How, how are libraries, and I guess specifically your library, funded these days? I mean, you, you have partners like Oconee State Bank. Do you, I assume you're still getting government or city funding mm-hmm. or county funding? Oh, yeah. Probably 90% of our funding comes from the county through an annual appropriations process. 
most of the remainder comes through state aid. This, we get quite a bit of funding from the state. And then to fill in the gaps and to enhance, that's where private fundraising comes in. That's where our foundation comes in. Uh, and, and offering those services and programs that we might not be able to afford with just tax dollars alone. Uh, so they're really enhancements to our basic level of service. All right, uh, this fundraising uh, event coming up. I'm going to assume, knowing Shelley, that you probably have your hands all over this. I do. All right, so tell us what this is all about and, and what it is. Well, ultimately, um, our goal for this fundraiser is to raise money for our important critical programs that we offer to the community. Um, some of those are our Career Online High School program, which is a program for adult learners who do not have a high school diploma. It gives them an op- a scholarship opportunity to receive this high school diploma that is not just a GED, so it's a real high school diploma um, from an accredited institution. Um, another example of things is, is just to help us in our uh, early childhood initiatives that we are working really hard um, to help work collaboratively with the school system and all of the other um, organizations to there's apparently a 20 percent of our kids are that's the number that's ready for kindergarten and that's really 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 scary so the library is doing what it can to help jump in and Mm -hmm. and um and help with those numbers and improve those um those numbers but um ultimately it's going to be a really fun night it's um going to be november 2nd Uh, It's a Friday evening at 7 p.m. It's black tie optional. It'll be a sit-down dinner. Um, We will have um, some amazing MCs. I don't know if anybody's heard of uh, Judge Christina Bloom and Mr. Jody Campbell, but they are quite entertaining. And um, we will have a live auction Mm -hmm. um, led by Mayor Nancy Harris. Mm Mm-hmm. And don't forget New York Times bestselling author. Oh, yeah, Nick and Roberts, that. Yeah. <laughs> we have a New York Times bestselling author, um, Nick Stone. She wrote, Stone, I'm sorry. Yeah. She wrote a, um, a teenage uh, novel. It's a New York Times bestseller. And we also have the Andrews Brothers coming. That's a dueling piano group um, to perform. It's going to be a lot of fun. Where is this going to be held? At Ashton Gardens in Sugar Hill. Okay. For more information, is there information about tickets, how to be involved on on the website? There is. um, If you visit GwinnettPL.org forward slash gala, that'll get you all the information, the details, and also um, there's sponsorships available, um, and we also, you can buy tickets there as well. All right. Well, you're on Business Radio X right now. Our listeners are business owners and uh, business executives and decision makers. Talk about the sponsorships and the levels and what's available then. Well, we have several different levels. Anywhere, the lowest level uh, starts at $750, um, and that offers you as uh, many as four seats to the event and some marketing um, materials along with that. And then it goes up in increments. It goes to 1500 then to 2500 mm-hmm. 5000 and then the presenting sponsor level is 10000 And are you still looking for a presenting sponsor? We have one. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it's out for the public just yet. Okay. Okay. Um, what about individuals that just want to buy some tickets? You can uh, purchase tickets on, on our website as well, and they are $150 a piece. Okay. And that does come with two drink tickets. Um, that some people think that's important. <laughs> Why are you looking at Josh when you say that? <laughs> okay. Um, and, I mean, it, it really will be a really great night for a really good cause. Well, great. I, I, and I think it's important that people support this and attend something like this because you gave me a sheet when you walked in, Charles, about uh, the, uh, j- j- the things that the library does annually every year mm-hmm. that I don't think people are, are aware of. And... 
uh, just some of the numbers, and I, I joked that I would quiz you, but I won't do that to you. <laughs> um, as far as materials checked out, I guess that would be books, right. audio books, tapes. audio tapes, and e-books included in that number. Over 4.6 million. Ad- and that, this is? 2017. Okay, 27. And this is for Gwinnett County, yep. all of the libraries. For the system and as how, a whole. how many brick-and-mortar places are we talking about? We have 15 locations around the county. Okay, so, you're, I mean, wherever you live in the Gwinnett County, you're not that far from a library. Yes, there should be a library not too far from your home. 4.6 materi- million materials checked out annually, at least in 2017. 2.7 million customer visits. That's right, people. Those are physical visits into our library buildings. Are you finding that number rising over the years, kind of declining over the years, staying about the same? And, you know, it's it's... Probably down slightly over the last couple of years, maybe by a few percent. But as I mentioned earlier, I think what we're finding is people come in to use the library, they're staying longer, and they're using a a wider variety of services. So, uh, you know, they come, and we have a lot of people that come, and they'll spend the whole day in the library. I I will add to that that they are also learning that a lot of the resources, like the databases that we have, are available from their home. So they can easily check out a, an ebook or um, go to lynda.com and get what they need from the comfort of their own couch. Speaking of books, how do you decide what books to keep in stock? You, I mean, there are billions of books out well, there. It, it's largely, how do you figure that out? It's largely based on my personal whims. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's a secret uh, formula. It, there, actually, we have a whole a staff of people, collection development specialists who do that, and they use review sources. The, they use bestseller lists. They use uh, sources that we get from our vendors. Uh, and also customer demand. So if we see that we're getting a lot of requests for something or something is trending on social media, uh, we want to make sure that we have copies of that in stock. Uh, we also make a particular effort to make sure that we have authors that are, you know, have Georgia interests or local interests uh, in whatever they're writing, that we have those included in our collection. So we have a whole team of people at the library that are working to curate that collection and to make sure that uh, we have the books and we have the materials that our citizens want. Okay, next dumb question that I'll ask. Do you take requests to somebody says, I really would can't find this book anywhere can you get it in sure as long as it's not from you mike yeah I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no. and that's the end of anyone. our show thanks for joining us charles <laughs> no anyone can go to our website there's a request form that you can fill out uh and they can put in a request for an item and we try to honor those most of the time we do i mean you know some things are really outside the scope of what we do but uh, I would say probably 85, 90% of the time we do honor the requests that we get from the public. All right. I'm going to try to pull some dirty secrets out of out of you, too. Um, how many materials, uh, re- relating to the library, Charles started sweating right <laughs> there. <laughs> um, uh, just kidding. Um, how many materials or books don't you go out the door and don't come back, typically? Uh I don't know the exact figure. I mean, we have a, a process that we go through to try to retrieve everything, but you know, I would say it's probably probably no more than one or two percent of of things that are checked out that you know then end up going missing over a period of time. Uh, and uh, we go through a whole process to try to get as many of those items back as as we can. But most of our customers are really good about making sure that they return the materials they check out. In fact, we even have uh, some branches that lend out Wi-Fi hotspots and laptops, um, and they surprisingly all make it back to us. Right, right. Yeah, we haven't had any problems with that. Uh, you know, and uh, a lot of times if, if, you know, sometimes we'll find out something's missing and then someone's had, you know, something catastrophic happen in their life. Maybe they had to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Maybe their, you know, their house burned down, things like that. 
we always work with people in cases like that, and we, we try to be very forgiving and accommodating, uh, you know, when, when people have those kinds of difficulties in their lives. You still charge late fees? Does that still happen? Not that I would know personally because we always re return our books and everything. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Do, do, are there any out there that have been gone for like 30? You know, you hear the stories yeah. in the yeah. newspaper, you know, 30 years later, the book is returned and the late fees were $5,000. And of course, you typically the library will forgive it because it usually was something right. catastrophic. Well, and we have, I mean, there is a maximum cap actually. So after a certain amount of time, and I don't remember, I think it's like three months or something like that, eventually you'd get charged for the cost of the book, but we wouldn't just keep adding fines. On to it, on to it, <laughs> ad infinitum. Uh, you know, so that sort of thing does happen. But uh, you know, overall, most of our most of our people are pretty responsible about getting their materials back on time. What, what are the most popular items that are usually checked out? Uh, well, you know, people things that are hot summer reads, like for for example, right now, uh, romance novels. Those are always very popular. Uh, it depends on the time of the year. You know, in the spring, it might be gardening books. Those are those are very popular items. Cookbooks are always a popular item, uh, and uh, it it really depends on the time of the year in the community. I mean, it varies from from one place to another. Uh, and test prep, any kind of books like preparing for a GD, preparing for the SAT, those are always popular items. So those are some of the kind of the the best uh, best sellers, I'd suppose, at the library. We're talking with Charles and Shelley with the Gwinnett County Public Library. Josh from Oconee State Bank is also with us here in the studio. Some of the other numbers, uh, you talked about the programs that you offer uh, in 2017, 655,000 people attending the programs. So it's not, you know, one or two people showing up. You get people, you know, crowds coming mm -hmm. in. And uh, obviously you, you, you play with the programs and change them around. The more popular ones, I'm sure you add more of those. And mm -hmm. if one's not working, you might pull it away. But, but people are attending. That's a good thing. Um, I do want to say also, again, that number you can add because we do story times on Facebook Live now. And so, so for families that can't get into the branch, they can go onto our Facebook page, follow us, and see story times from their house. Another example of how you guys are changing as, as, as things change. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. 70,812 new accounts registered. That's always a That's very right. good sign. New library cards, yeah. And uh, we over 50% of the people in Gwinnett County have a library card. Do, do the cards still exist, or is it going to the app now? They, we do have physical cards, but you can also put your card on uh, your wallet, electronic wallet or something like that, and scan it if you want to do it that way. A lot of people just have their number memorized. But, yes, you can still get a physical library card, for now at least. That's cool. <laughs> um, 23,000, over 23,000 adult and teenager volunteer hours. Mm -hmm. How can adults and teenagers volunteer with the library? Well, we have a great volunteer coordinator. Her name's Ann Sierra. And, uh, but if you just go to our website, there should be a link there for volunteers. You go, that, go to that page, and you can fill out a form explaining you know, where, where you're interested in volunteering, what your particular interests are. Uh, and we'll get back to you. We use a lot of volunteers at the library for programs, for big events. Uh, and But we also have a lot of regular volunteers who maybe come in every week just to help us shelve books or uh, water the plants or, or whatever. So there's a variety of volunteer opportunities at the library. Uh, and like I said, just go to our website, GwinnettPL.org, and under volunteers, and you can you can check out all the options that are available there. Over the years, um, you know, the library has changed. We joked about the Dewey Decimal, Decimal System, you say, which may be going away. Uh, you know, obviously the Internet and websites. You mentioned Facebook. I mean, you're becoming more Internet savvy mm -hmm. and stuff. 
What do you see down the line? How do you see the library evolving five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road? Well, of course, if I could do that, I probably could make a lot of money predicting the future on a lot of other <laughs> yeah. things. Cause, but cause we talk about banking a lot sometimes on, yeah. the, on the show and how banks have changed where a lot of folks don't go to banks anymore. They do everything virtually yeah, or on their phone or electronic. whatever. And I know that you know, some still like to just come in and have that small town feel of actually being in being eye to eye with their with their teller. So so banks have definitely been changing. Right. How how is life? You know, I, I mean, I think of course you're going to see continued growth of technology. I don't think that's going to change. I think that uh, as we get more and more into artificial intelligence. Uh, AI, you may see that being incorporated into library programs and services. In what way, what form, I can't really say at this point, but I could see that. Uh, we're actually going to be experimenting with a, a robot uh, this fall at, our, at one of our branches. Uh, we're going to be using it as a test bed to try out some remote reference and things like that. It's a little cute little robot on a stick with a, a image on top so you could see the person on the other end that's operating the robot. Uh, and so I think you'll see more and more technological innovations and solutions. I think you'll see AI playing a bigger role. Uh, but I think the important thing to remember is that we don't lose the human touch and that we it, it's the programs, it's the services, and the thing that people always tell us they love the most about the library is our people, our staff. And so we don't want to lose sight of that. A human connection is still going to be important no matter how advanced technology may get in the future. Can you tell us which branch is going to have the robot? or The Swanee branch. The We're going to be branch. trying it out. Yep. In the, in the fall, so it'll be part of a, an expansion of our Open Plus service, which is unstaffed hours in the evenings and early mornings. So uh, we're going to be trying it out there. We'll see how it works. Strictly right. a test bed at this point, I might add. Okay. Well, they have the banks now where they have the virtual tellers. All right. And you yeah. walk up, and it's a, it's a screen, and yeah. you see a person. kind of creepy, actually. Are you in there? I don't want to say that because, you know, Josh is kind of you – know, Josh is sitting right there, Shelly. They keep right me locked up in a box most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> some, wo some woman in a box. Oh, my God. It's like Max Headroom. Do you remember that show from I, the I remember 80s, it, I think? yeah. I oh definitely remember Max Headroom. Just aged ourselves. <laughs> All right. Well, the the big reason, again, that we are so glad to see you guys is you've got the, the fundraiser coming up in November. And I'm so glad you came today as opposed to coming, like, you know, end of October or, right. you know, first day of November. Hey, we got this fundraiser tomorrow because, you know, we are a podcast-driven network. A lot of folks will be able to hear this. And uh, so I want to give you another chance, Shelly, to, to shout out about this event that's happening on Friday, November 2nd. Give all the details and why we should come. Okay. So um, it is going to be held at Ashton Gardens in Sugar Hill Friday, November 2nd at 7 p.m. It's black tie optional. It is going to be a superbly fun night. Um, with exquisite food, excellent entertainment, and all of it goes for a very good cause with a large impact to Gwinnett County. Great. And uh, if I can jump in real quick, absolutely. Mike, and just challenge all of, all of my friends and business acquaintances to jump in, find a way to, to sponsor or attend this event. And as Shelley said, the entertainment is going to be phenomenal. So we're, we're glad to partner with them. And, of course, the money is going to some pretty amazing things, as we've heard today. And in, uh, just just another example of Oconee State Bank really giving back to the community. This is something that you guys have done for, for years. Uh, people maybe until recently had not heard of Oconee State Bank because you really served the Athens area, but now you guys are growing and expanding and still giving back. That's, that's right. We're a 58-year-old bank out of Oconee County and have served that market for a long time. And so as we expanded into this Gwinnett market, we're looking for opportunities to best use our resources to serve. And we can certainly 
serve individual organizations, but looking at what the library does, if we can support them and partner with them in this event, how many, we've, we've talked about millions of people that have visited the library over the year, all the programs that they have, how many more people can we impact by helping this organization do what they do? Well, just a reason why the people out there, you got 70,000 people, uh, uh, you know, registered their new accounts at the library. We need to open up 70,000 new accounts at Oconee State Please, Bank. Please, that would be fantastic. <laughs> that, that would be a good year. It would yeah. be. It would be. So, uh, Charles, Shelley, always wonderful to see you. Congratulations on the growth and success. I know that event on November 2nd is going to be a lot of fun and very successful. Uh, any, any final words as we, uh, we close the show? Just come to the library. If you haven't been in a while, we want you to come in and check out everything that you've been missing, see all the new stuff that we've got. Uh, and if you haven't been in a while, we, we'll always take you back and welcome you in with open arms. So come check us out. I think that's true. If you haven't been to the library in quite some time, I think you might be surprised with, mm -hmm. the, with how it's, it's not our father's or mother's library nope, not anymore. Not anymore. Well, well, congratulations and thank you so much. Great to see you. Thank, thank, thank you. you for, having, Thanks for having, us. having us. Thanks, Mike. Shelly Schwer Schwerzler. <laughs> And Charles Pace with the Gwinnett County Public Library, Josh Osborne with Oconee State Bank. A reminder that uh, Beyond the Cupola airs live every Thursday at 1 o'clock Eastern Time here on Business Radio X from the Gwinnett Studio. Uh, but if you can't listen live, no worries. We have all of the uh, broadcasts, all of the past episodes are available on the website. Go to businessradiox.com, select the Gwinnett Studio, and then select beyond the cupola and you'll see all the episodes including this one for our producer net i'm mike and we'll see you next time here on beyond the cupola